jumper on the way. He hits, and it's a three. It's a franchise record, 54 for Carl Anthony Towns. Wolves cast, audio on demand. Gibson struggling to get it in, finds Wiggins. Andrew around a town screen, inside of midcourt, launches the three, at the buzzer, banks it in. Andrew Wiggins has won it at the buzzer. Lots it up ahead. Tyus rises up and slams it with the right hand. Taj Gibson with a defensive play of the game. It's over, it's over. Celebrate Wolves Nation. Welcome into our final episode of Wolves Cast Audio on Demand here for the 2018-2019 season. I'm John Folke alongside Cal Soderquist. Got a big episode as we close things out. Of course, the end of the season is coming up on Wednesday for the Wolves. We'll check in with NBA Commissioner Adam Silver, get his thoughts on the play of Carl Anthony Towns, uh, the playoff picture and the competition that we're seeing across the league. That is coming up in our segment segment. And then we debut a new segment. We call it Questions with Cal. Looking forward to this as Cal tracks down Warriors guard Quinn Cook, who was a member of that Duke team along with Tyus Jones. They captured the national championship back in 2015. But first, Cal, as we take a look at the past week or so of this season for the Minnesota Timberwolves, and one guy who has really stepped up, and we've been waiting for this, been a rough season for Gorgie, as he's just never, never really been able to find a flow for himself. But, man, he put together a great stretch coming off the bench for Minnesota. Think back to that homestand when the Wolves fell behind by 19 to the Warriors, uh, 21 to Philadelphia, 19 to Portland. And during that span, it was Gorgie along with the rest of the bench brigade that really helped get Minnesota back into the game. But Gorgie specifically during that stretch, he shot 20 of 27, and they weren't just dunks. They were from all over the place. Keying some comebacks in, in several of those games, even the ones that ended up being losses. But he uh, he continues to do what we know him for, you know, the, the dirty plays, diving on the floor, getting the tough rebounds in traffic. But, yeah, also seems to be confident with that mid-range again. And as you said, as his minutes kind of fluctuated throughout the year, it maybe was a little tougher to, to keep a rhythm with that jump shot. And he previously was one of the better guys in the league, uh, especially one of the better big guys from that mid-range and seems comfortable again with that shot. And, and I love the comments from him after one of those games. I, I think it was the Warriors win where he wasn't hearing any of the, you know, coast into the offseason. He wanted to close these games strong. Uh, he knew that this team is still trying to build some, you know, positive momentum, energy, whatever you want to call it, toward the end of the year. And he certainly seems to be a driving force behind some of those good things. Yeah, I think the offensive numbers stand out to you. Three straight games in double figures, season high 18, the 20 of 27 shooting, as I mentioned. But there are little things that G does where you can tell his confidence is back when he's in a good flow. Uh, G is one of the best dribble handoff guys, I, I think, in the game. Maybe outside of, uh, it, it's funny to bring this up because we just saw him, but he wasn't playing. Yusuf Nurkic is an incredible dribble handoff guy where he comes over has great timing with the guards, and is able to just level guys with the screen. Gorgie does that same thing. And uh, one thing that Gorgie has the ability to do too, almost like an option quarterback, is he can stick it out there for the guard to take. And if they commit, turn and immediately go whether to that mid-range shot or get himself to the basket and when you see those two areas that solid screen setting and that quick decision making off of that dribble handoff I think that's when you say ah this is what we've been missing off the bench with Gorgie and those are the little things right the little things that that maybe could get lost in the shuffle and especially with G where you get some of these extended opportunities and and maybe your head can swim a little bit like oh I've got to do enough to kind of prove myself but 
He's stayed calm, stayed in the moment. I think it was Tyus Jones who spoke about loving that chemistry on the pick and roll with mm -hmm. him and, and kind of how G is one of the very best, as you said, at setting the screen and just executing that that uh, motion, I guess, that, that action. But he seems to be quite confident, and it's it, he's an easy guy to root for, obviously. So you love to see him close out his season strong. Yeah, and not only the work that Gorgie's doing on the court, but the work that Gorgie's doing off the court. Of course, the Gorgie Jang Foundation doing great things for his hometown of Kebamir, Senegal. And earlier this week, uh, they held a big fundraiser as uh, Gorgie's teamed up with Matter for that. Uh, so just an incredible, you know, overall uh, impact that Gorgie has had on the court over the last couple of games, but also off the court throughout the entirety of his career. And one more thing on the court that I wanted to bring up because I loved the quote from Ryan Saunders. They said, hey, what do you think uh, when you see Gorgie execute the step back three from the corner? And he had a couple of those in back-to-back -back games. And Ryan, Ryan kind of got a little grin on his face and he said, that's one of those shots that when it goes up, you go, no, no, no. And when it goes in, you say, yes, good shot, G. So that's, I think, a, another way that you can tell that Gorgie's confidence is sky high. Well, just like Alan Horton, all I say is, I like. Like, <laughs> it, it brings a smile to your face, and obviously you love seeing this team knock down triples. All right, so Gorgie uh, closing out the season strong, as are the Minnesota Timberwolves. Got a couple of home games left. And then a fun final night matchup at Denver, a nationally televised game, coming up on Wednesday, 9.30 tip-off. We'll get all the details on that as we go three in the key. But coming up next, it's NBA Commissioner Adam Silver right here on the Timberwolves Radio Network. The Timberwolves are back, and so is College Night, presented by U.S. Bank. For select home games, college students can get upper-level tickets for $10 by using a valid.edu email address online. Visit Timberwolves.com college for more info. Minnesota Timberwolves, all eyes north. Welcome back to Wolves Cast Audio On Demand. John Fokey with you, and coming up on this episode, we'll debut a new segment. We call it Questions with Cal. This week, Cal Sotoquist tracks down Warriors point guard and former Duke teammate of Tyus Jones, Quinn Cook. Plus, we're heading into the final week of the season. We'll get the scoop as we go three in the key. But first, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver was in town last week to take in the Wolves-Warriors matchup. I had a chance to sit down with him to talk about the playoff positioning battles, the MVP race, Carl Anthony Towns play, and so much more. Well, Commissioner, I know you were here when we opened Mayo Clinic Square and you got a chance to see that. And now you get to see the renovated Target Center. And over the years, uh, just watching that building transform, I guess, what's it like to see a, a top facility like that and, and a game like you're going to see here tonight? It's fantastic. I mean, what you've done here in Minneapolis is as state-of-the-art as any arena that I've been to in the league or, for that matter, um, anywhere to watch a basketball game and the accommodations for the fans and the, the season ticket holders is 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 just terrific. Um, it's it's a wonderful place to watch a game. The food is fantastic. The environment and the great folks here in Minneapolis. So I, I love to come to games here. Uh, and fans here get a chance to see Carl Anthony Towns on a daily basis. As you get to see him, the impact that he has on the floor, but also away from the floor, being an ambassador for the game, whether here in the upper Midwest or around the world, and embracing the community, how important is it across the league to have guys like Cat in all the different markets? Um, I, I would just say in terms of Carl Anthony, I mean, he and I seem to run into each other all over the place because so many of the things I do on behalf of the NBA, especially around major national and international charities, there he is. You know, I'll walk into the green room and there's my friend over in the corner and he never tries to draw attention to himself. But 
I think he's he's one of those classic guys who does not try to draw, to draw attention to himself for the things he does off the floor, and it's just spectacular. I mean, it just he's a wonderful young man. Um, he's just got terrific values, and I'll just say in terms of his play on the court, I mean, he's always been a great player, but since the All-Star break this season, he seems, I haven't looked at my stat sheet tonight, but he's leading in just about every category, and it's and it's wonderful to see. And, I, and I've always found with the great players that the, the things they do off the floor, the things that really drive them are also what make them great players. It's usually the complete package, and that's what he is. You've had a long relationship with Glenn Taylor, and, and you see this Mayo Clinic Square and, and the renovated Target Center. What has Glenn meant not only to this organization but to the NBA as a whole? I always say that there's no way people would ever know the contributions that he makes on a regular basis to the league because it's not something he talks about. But when I became commissioner, he was in essence my boss. He was the chairman of the board um, of the NBA, and uh, he's just a spectacular business leader. I mean, his, in essence, rags to riches story speaks for itself. Um, He's in businesses, and and you wouldn't know it until you really press him to say, what are all these businesses Mm -hmm. you're involved in? And he's a global businessman. He's got things going seemingly just about everywhere in the world. He brings classic Midwestern values to the principles in which he he runs businesses. And he's also just a wonderful person. I, I I just want to mention my my one of the reasons my wife came with me on this trip is because we're going to have brunch with Glenn and his wife Becky tomorrow morning, and it's just a, a warm personal friendship. No business will be discussed, but we just really enjoy spending time with them. And it's I mean, as much as my wife loves seeing a basketball game, I, I think she really made the trip because we were going to have brunch with Glenn and Becky the next morning. And finally, as we wrap up, fun, exciting couple of weeks here left in the regular season. When we talk about the game and the depth of talent across the league and the competitiveness, uh, competitiveness, how fun to go into these final couple of weeks knowing there's so much undecided in terms of playoff positioning and each game down the stretch for a lot of teams is going to mean something. That's what it's all about at the end of the day. It's the competition and all the great things our players can do and the impact on lives around the world that the NBA can have all stem from what happens on the court. And something I'm always telling players that, well, while, while I love the fact that you guys pursue business opportunities and charitable opportunities, like first and foremost, you got to eat properly, you got to get the right amount of sleep, you got to follow the conditioning, you got to listen to these great coaches, because that's what it's all about. And it's there's so many distractions out there. But, but I would just say, I mean, what we're seeing this season in terms of competition, both in the West and the East, is just spectacular. That's NBA Commissioner Adam Silver joining me here on Wolves Cast. Stay tuned. We go three in the key to break down the final week of the Wolves season. But coming up next, it's the debut of Questions with Cal as Cal Soderquist goes one-on-one with Tyus Jones, former Duke teammate and current Warriors guard Quinn Cook right here on the Timberwolves Radio Network. Experience the pack like never before with the official mobile app of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Whether you're at home, at Target Center, or anywhere around the globe, the app is your remote control to all things Timberwolves. Head over to the App Store or Google Play to download it now. Wolvescast continues. John Fogey with you as we head into the final week of the season. A couple of games remaining for the Wolves. 
Break it all down as we go three in the key coming up in our final segment. But first, we've got a new one that we debut. It's called Questions with Cal. This week, Cal Soderquist goes one-on-one with Golden State guard Quinn Cook, who is a college teammate of Tyus Jones at Duke. All right, Quinn, so obviously that 2015 title run with Duke, you, you teamed up with Tyus Jones. He's a Minnesota guy. He's the Wolves point guard. Uh, tell us maybe something that the Wolves fans maybe don't know about Tyus, either as a player as a person. I mean, he's from here, and he plays here, so I think everybody knows him really well. But obviously, the obvious is he's extremely you know, great player, but a better teammate, better friend, very resilient, very you know, just consistent in everything he does, and uh, just, just, a, just a great guy. How would you describe, obviously, the tournament's going on right now, how would you describe that survive and advance mentality? What's that like where it's... It's really win or go home, and, and the intensity, I'm sure, is almost uncomparable. Um, it's, it's great. It's great. Uh, you know, every every practice, every film session is important because it could be your last one. So you always have to keep that in mind. Or the, the early game pressure you get, you know, from even the lower seas, and as you go in the tournament, it gets tougher, and the preparation gets more important because the quick turnarounds and stuff like that and media and you know, everybody's watching. So... I think it's a great, you know, three weeks. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, you want to hang, be the last team hanging on on that Monday night. And last one, uh, you joined this Warriors team as an undrafted guy. Everyone on the outside hears so much and sees a lot about the unselfishness and the culture. What was that like kind of joining into that? And, and is it as, as everyone says kind of? Yeah, definitely. I've been a fan of this team for a while. And, uh, you know, they welcomed me my first day. Um, last year and uh, they believed in me, they had confidence in me and uh, it helped me grow as a player. I'm still growing every day um, but the, the belief from my coaches and my teammates, you know, led me to you know, having some success last year and this year so um, I'm just blessed to be a part of this great organization. Well, unfortunately for Cook and Tyus and well, Duke fans everywhere, they don't get that storybook ending for the Blue Devils this season as Duke was knocked out in the Elite Eight. All right, keep it right here. We're going to wrap things up going three in the key next right here on the Timberwolves Radio Network. Suit up like the pack all season long at the Timberwolves Team Store. Shop the newest in apparel such as jerseys, on-court gear, hats, accessories, and more. Visit TimberwolvesTeamStore.com or stop by the Team Store on the Skyway level of Target Center to purchase some new merch today. Wrapping up our final segment of WolvesCast Audio On Demand, John Fokey alongside Cal Soderquist. And as we do each and every episode, time to take a look at the road ahead for Minnesota. A couple of home games on tap before wrapping up the season away from Target Center. The face-off with the Denver Nuggets, who are continuing to battle with Golden State for that top spot in the Western Conference. There could be a ton on the line as we head into that matchup. To break it all down for us, Cal takes us three in the key. All right, we will start with three key players and uh, a fun one here at Target Center Sunday afternoon uh, against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Obviously, Russell Westbrook, he's our first key player. We all have probably seen by now that inspired performance earlier this week. He became just the second player in NBA history with 20-plus points, 20-plus rebounds, and 20-plus assists all in the same game. It was in a win over the Lakers, and afterwards he did sort of dedicate the performance to rapper Nipsey Hussle, who, like Westbrook, an L.A. native, of course, uh, Hussle was shot and killed earlier in the week. So Westbrook certainly playing with 
a little extra fire in that one and an impressive outing to say the least. It was incredible when I woke up and saw those numbers I thought because it happened right around April Fool's I was like are we kidding that Russell actually put up a 20-20-20 game uh, that was amazing I mean Russell's performances over the last couple of years are nothing short of mind-blowing but that one uh, definitely blew all the other ones out of the water. He makes the triple-double look routine and, and now it's just he and Wilt Chamberlain with that 2020-20 uh, distinction. Second key player is Pascal Siakam. Uh, he's arguably one of the top candidates for that most improved player award this year and certainly helped out his cause earlier this week with a 28-10-5 and stat line. 28 points, 10 boards, 5 dimes, shot 50% from the field in a win over the Brooklyn Nets and arguably another one of those most improved candidates, uh, D'Angelo Russell. And Siakam, too, Kind of one of those guys, he's a prime candidate for that X-factor role where you get into the postseason, maybe a couple rounds into the postseason, and he can step up and have a monster game and maybe win you a game on the road or something like that. So a name to know as uh, we get into May and, and even June potentially. Third and final key player, another guy to watch closely as the postseason comes around, Nikola Jokic. Uh, his week got off to... A rather rocky start as he was ejected from a home loss to the Washington Wizards on Sunday, but then he bounced back in a big way, just missing out on a triple-double and a blowout win over the Spurs. Uh, and the big thing with him, his team, more than likely going to be the two-seed, still trying to chase down the one-seed, but if they are the two-seed wherever they end up in the West, will he kind of rise to the occasion and have his moment? I feel like anyone who's an NBA fan knows the Joker by now, but maybe those very, very casual fans who only – turn on a couple games a year, and, and then maybe dial into the postseason a bit more. Will Nikola Jokic become a household name? And, and obviously, as far as he's willing to go is probably how far the Nuggets will go. There's a lot of guys on Denver that the casual fan is going to have to <laughs> do some research on. I mean, they've done a great job drafting and developing these guys, uh, but they're not the superstar big-name players. And, you know, Denver, I think everyone, casual fans to NBA diehards, kept waiting for a when are they going to come back to earth. They haven't yet. Now, this group doesn't have a whole lot of playoff experience. Will Michael Malone be able to get these guys to find that extra gear once they get to the postseason? I think that's going to be a huge, huge storyline to follow once the, uh, the playoffs hit. All right, it'll be exciting. Uh, we move to two key stats now. Our first key stat, 29. The Toronto Raptors, they finished with 29 assists in their win over the Nets on Wednesday one shy of extending what was already a franchise record streak. They had recorded 30 or more dimes in three straight games up to that point. Uh, again, a franchise record, and they just missed out on making it four straight. So certainly sharing the basketball is something you want to be seeing as these teams, Toronto, Denver, whoever, rounding into postseason form. And our second and final key stat, the 40-40 club. This centers around the Thunder on, on February 22nd, so a little more than a month ago. Paul George and Russell Westbrook, they tallied 45 and 40 points respectively, becoming the fifth pair of teammates in the last 20 years to score 40-plus in a game. Uh, three of the other four games, also courtesy of the OKC Thunder, you can probably guess, but Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant had the three other occasions. John, can you name the single non-OKC duo to accomplish this feat in the last 20 years? In the last 20 years, I feel like it's got to be a Golden State squad with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. But uh, since it's the last 20 years, I imagine it's way back than there. No, the, the no Warriors in here, which I was shocked to see. that They must share the ball too much. It was... Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins, both in the in the 40-point realm. So uh, some elite company to keep for sure for Cat and Wig. 
and you'll get to see uh, those four guys and many others score off one final time on Sunday. We'll close things out with one key matchup. Speaking of that Sunday afternoon game, how about Gorgie Jang and Steven Adams? We talked about the strong run G has had recently, and it'll be just kind of a throwback gladiator-type battle if, if and when G and Stevie Adams are out on the floor together. Both guys not scared of the physicality. Both guys make most of their hay inside, and, and it should be fun to watch. Stevie Adams, I like that. It makes <laughs> him sound less intimidating. All right, get your tickets at Timberwolves.com. Of course, Fan Appreciation Night coming up Tuesday as the Wolves take on the Raptors. Always an incredible event. Great atmosphere and tons of giveaways as we say thank you to all the fans that came down to join us throughout the season here at Target Center. That'll do it for Wolves Cast this season. A big thanks to Cal Sodaquist joining me each and every week. Uh, thank you for listening and downloading, tuning in as well. We're looking forward to next season, and we'll talk to you then right here on the Timberwolves Radio Network. This has been a presentation of the Timberwolves Radio Network.